is Radio Mime Troop, and welcome to Tales of the Resistance, a summer of original political comedy radio plays by the confusingly named, always radical, and never ever silent San Francisco Mime Troop. Join us for stories in four classic radio styles, adventure, detective noir, horror, and science fiction. Every two weeks, we will be presenting one episode written, directed, and performed by Mime True veterans and dealing with the revolutionary issues of the day. But first, this word from our sponsor. Cities all across America are growing, improving, and getting more modern every day. And they choose Vanderbilt's veneers as the earth-friendly solution for giving old buildings a chance at being new again. Vanderbilt's veneers, paints, shellacs, and washes are so thick and so strong that a single coat will do the job. Paint over graffiti or garish colours with Vanderbilt's veneers, available in every shade from heather grey to taupe. And all with less mess, less fuss, and most importantly, fewer chemicals. Vanderbilt's veneers. Cover it up with just one coat. Good evening, friends, and welcome to The Abyss. This is your guide, the Gravekeeper, with another tale to shiver your spine and shatter your privilege. (laughs) Tell me, are you afraid of the dark? Are you frightened by the blackness of the night, the blackest of the shadows, and the darkness of those people? Are you one of those who don't know what all the fuss is about, all these protests are about? Do you think the dark should just lighten up? Hmm? <laughs> or do you think the dark are out to get you? <laughs> well, tonight we have a tale about a fellow who might be just like you. He may even be you. Nowadays, he's a bartender who serves drinks, but he used to protect and serve. Yes, Primo the bartender is a retired police officer. A good cop, he'd say. But while his eyes were brown, it seems he always only saw through the whites. (laughs) It's the story of the good cop. I don't know, Primo. What's the country coming to? Yeah, all these black rioters always complaining. And right outside my bar. Slavery's chains have never been broken. The board still remains. Get a job, you commies! Insulting the country, spitting on the flag, saying we gotta respect their freedom of speech, the First Amendment. (laughs) If freedom of speech is so important, why is it in the First Amendment? 
Nobody pays any attention to what's at the beginning of anything. That's the part you skip over. Yeah, like skipping over the introduction of a book. Like like when we read... Everybody knows you don't put the good part at the start. Back in school, we had to read... The Second Amendment. That's where you start. That's where the important part is. Last book I read, uh, Junior High. <laughs> and none of these rights are worth a damn without our right to bear arms. The Secret of Nimha. What? It's about Mrs. Frisbee and a bunch of rats, but she's a mouse and they're smart and magical. We protect the other amendments with the guns of the Second Amendment from all these... And... What? I didn't read the introduction. Point is... The Second Amendment is fundamental. Everything else is built on that. Guns and freedom. They should have put that at the top. First. Yeah. But wouldn't people skip it? Shut up. Okay. (sighs) Well, I might as well close up. Why? No curfew anymore. Yeah, but my wife wants me home early nowadays. With all these Black Lives Matter rioters, she doesn't want me out at night. Is she afraid of the dark? (laughs) The dark are why I have this. A thirty-eight? A little souvenir from my days as a cop. Twenty years. Mm, don't get me wrong. When I came here from the Philippines, I saw how the blacks were treated. So I wasn't one of these cops kids watch on the Facebook. None of the dark ever had reason to complain about me. Darn right. I followed the rules. I saw some terrible things done by other cops, but I never got involved. You were a good cop. Many was the time some cops asked me to help hold down some black guy while they beat him, but I just turned my back. Good for you. I'd just walk away without a word so they'd know. Know what? That I wasn't racist like them. Then you'd report him. Of course not. Cops have a code of honor. We're all that stands between civilization and chaos. Law of the jungle. Thin blue line. But not taking part in their beatings and killings showed them I didn't approve. Killings. Sometimes I'd get partnered with one of these guys, and I could tell he was just in a bad mood, looking for blood. We'd run up on some black guy walking down the street, my partner'd get out, and bam! Really? Maybe they'd plant some gun on the guy, but I never helped! And I never filed false reports to cover it up. No. I always made him do it. Because you were a good cop. Damn right! Even if these blacks are all crack whores and criminals, we can't let them destroy our sense of right and wrong. Blacks are ruining good cops by making them bad. But we can't let them ruin what's special about America. Dark, dark, dark. Yeah. I like that Beyonce, though. Well, she's beautiful. Until she got all ghetto. Now I can't even drink lemonade without thinking of the Black Panthers. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Hello? Hey, honey. I'm just leaving. What? Something wrong? I'll be right there. What's going on? Some of the Black Lives thugs broke off the main group, and Betty says they're about to swarm our house. Just like the rats. What rats? The rats of Nimha. What the hell? I'm telling you again. Clear the street. We're not afraid of you. This is an unlawful protest. You're all unlawful cops. The street's full of protesters. I'm not letting these Black Lives bastards get me. Why would they be after you? Because. Because they're... Looters! Get away from my bar! Damn it, Primo, put that away! When the looting starts, the shooting starts. That's what the president said. You black commie bastards! Freeze! Oh, hi there, we... Oh, we didn't know anyone was in here, did we, Chip? Gosh, no. 
Were you the guys breaking my windows? No, 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 no. Yes. Chip. Well, honey, we did break the windows. I'm sorry, we haven't introduced ourselves. I'm Sally, and this is my husband, Chip. We're We're the the Rivertons. And you are? Why did you break my windows? The windows. So, yes, it was us, but we were just... uh... Yes, it was because... No, that wasn't it. I thought you were looters. Looters? Us? Us? (laughs) (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. Everyone knows black people are doing all the looting. Then why did you break my windows? It was... It was so that the black looters wouldn't have the satisfaction of breaking them. Yes, and we broke down the door and came into... Protect all the liquor in what we thought was an unprotected bar. Right, Sally? Exactly, golly, yes! What were you two doing out in that riot? Well, we were... Shopping! Chip. Sorry. What Chip meant to say was we were window shopping. Because with all the stores closed, we couldn't be shopping shopping, could we, honey? Right, that's what I meant. Window shopping during a riot? It wasn't until we got to Crate and Barrel that this whole riot started up around us. Just started right up. And we didn't want those thugs to turn on us, so we had to fit in with their riotous, thuggy ways. So we decided to break some windows to look all protesty. And keep the black people from breaking them. Yes, what she said. Okay. We gotta get out of here. Is it safe outside? No, no, no. Yes! It is. Perfectly safe, and if you leave right now, it's even safer. But Primo, your bar, the broken windows. I gotta get home. I gotta take care of Betty. Don't you worry about this place. We'll protect your bar, won't we, Chip? To the last drop. Thanks. You two are real lifesavers. But... uh, Come on, Hank. Bye-bye. The street is... It's crazy out here. It sure is. These cops think they're above the law. You're all wearing masks. Of course we are. This is your last warning. This way! That way to the front of the crowd? We have to go through the police line! They'll protect us! Hey! Let us through! Become one of those Black Lives terrorists! Let them have it! But I'm not black! I'm. Grandma, where are you? I can't see. My eyes are burning. Primo! Esther! Esther! Over here! He was between us and the cops. He got the worst of the gas. It's all dark. All I could see is dark. Okay, boys! Give him another volley! No! I can help you! I'm a nurse! Thank you. We've got to get you out of here. I can help. Give me your arm, mister. I can't see. We've got to wash his eyes uh, out. My house. It's only a few blocks away. But I can't leave. I can take him. You can? Sure. Come on, mister. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I got you. Come on. Around this corner. I got to get to my wife. Where do you live? Uh, Cambridge. At Sweeney. That's not far. Come on. Well, it sounds like Primo had a real... Well, I would say eye-opening experience with the police. (laughs) But he'll be all right. All he has to do is get home. I just hope he isn't left in the dark. We'll find out right after this. 
now to San Francisco, once called Baghdad by the Bay, a shining jewel on the west coast of the continent. But like many American cities, San Francisco has been recently swept with sickness and racked with riots. These events have led many businesses to close. And who does that leave in the lurch? Why, the landlords, of course. Here's one now. I recently bought a building in San Francisco where the business had already been there for 25 years. But lo and behold, COVID comes along and they decide to close rather than pay me rent. At least now I can find someone who will pay market rate. The problem? The building is covered in murals, rainbows, even mosaics. How am I supposed to rent it to a respectable business with all that sissy stuff? That's why I chose Vandervoort Veneers. I covered it all up in just one coat. With Vandervoort's veneers, it's like it was never even there. And all over San Francisco, you now see condominiums, businesses, and even old Victorians as clean blank slates in every colour from alabaster to cream. Wouldn't you like Vandervoort's veneers in your city? Vandervoort's veneers. Cover it up with just one coat. Welcome back, friends. As you recall, Primo is on his way home. I guess something about the protest disagreed with him. Or maybe he disagreed with the protest. But either way, now he's feeling a bit... gassy. And a new friend is helping him. Are your eyes any better? I can't see a thing. Cambridge Street. That's near that old church. Yeah. What are you doing living there? Used to be the middle of a black neighborhood. My house is on the other side. Near the graveyard? Man, that place gives me the chills. But I hear they're moving it. This way. Graves and all. Generations of black folks. Dug up, pushed out of town. There's nothing to be afraid of there. Just like the rest of the folks that lived here. That church used to be the center of the community. We can cut across. Across a graveyard? You crazy? I gotta get this stuff out of my eyes. Wait, where are you going? I know the way from here. I can see my house. I don't see nothing but fog. It's over there. Mr. Wait. Hey! I just gotta get home. I think I can see the lights. Yeah, my eyes are getting better. That's it, right up there. Can I help you? Oh, oh. Did I scare you? I just didn't see you. I'm sorry. Got something in your eyes? Tear gas. What happened? Uh, The police. The police? Were you breaking the law? Of course not. Why would they do that? I don't know. Didn't they recognize you? Didn't they know you were a good cop? What? How did you... Officer! Officer, please! I need help! I'm... I'm not a cop anymore. But I need help. What's wrong? Some guys, they beat me up. Beat you up? I don't know why. Was it a gang? Yes. Can you describe them? They're all dressed in blue. Blue? With badges. And they beat you? They beat me to death. To? Three of them. There was another one there, but he just turned his back. I, I have to go. Can't you help me? No, no, I, I, I have to... Help me! It's not my gun. You know it's not my gun, right? 
What are you? I don't even have a gun. Tell him. I uh, I, I can't. Please, I, I don't have a gun. I don't. I know. I, your partner. I just stop him. I never had a gun. It's not I, my gun. You saw. Please, I can't. Please, please. It's not mine. It's not mine. It's not. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't. This is crazy. I'm hearing things. I just gotta get home. Uh, please. Please, officers. Please. Just give me my clothes back. I won't tell anyone. I gotta get home. I wanna go home. Get away from me. Get away from me. This isn't real. This isn't happening. This, this isn't happening. I can't see. It's all dark. I'm lost. I'm lost. Hey, officer. Uh, no. No. Can you help me? Not you. I'm going to my friend's for her birthday, but I can't find her house. No, please. I have the address in my pocket. No, don't. It's right here. No, please. Don't reach in your pocket. Can you help no, me? No, no, please. No, don't. Don't. It's right here. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. I didn't do any of it. I was a good cop. But you didn't stop it either. You turned your back. It wasn't my gun. You didn't stop him. Where's my friend's house? I was like... I can't find it. Do you know I didn't. I didn't do anything. Hey! Mister! I didn't do... I didn't... There you are. I've been looking all over for you. Not as close as you thought, huh? I didn't stop them. Come on, let's get out of here. Is that you? Betty! Who else would be shouting for you at this hour? The looters! They weren't looters. It was just a family. Turned out there was a service at the church. I gotta wash out my eyes. Who's this with you? Oh, she helped me home. It was awful, Betty. I couldn't see anything. You're home now. You'll be all right. I thought that church was closed. One last funeral, I guess. Must have been a gangbanger. The police officer said the kid was reaching for a gun. You won't believe it. But when I was crossing the graveyard, I heard a... What the? Freeze! Primo! What are you doing? This is the girl you said helped you get home. What? So, you one of those guys who pulls a gun every time you see a black face? No! No, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Don't worry about it, Primo. She's just one of those angry black kids. She doesn't know. Know what? That you were a good cop. They say milk does a body good, unless you're lactose intolerant. But you ever notice some people like their supremacy the way they like their milk? Ice cold and white. Primo had been drinking a steady diet of the white stuff for a long time, and it all came back up in the graveyard. I guess he didn't know he'd been lactose intolerant all along. Well, friends, that's all the time we have. You have to go, and I have to get back to work. But please visit me again, won't you? The Abyss is always here for you, filled with tales of what can happen when you have a...
fear of the dark. <laughs> In two weeks, we venture into the science fiction of Dimension 2020 with It Came from R and D. is written by Michael Jean Sullivan, directed by Valina Brown. Commercials written by Marie Cartier. Music and lyrics by Daniel Savio. Music production by Dred Scott. Woodwinds by Dylan Jennings. Brass by Adam Thies. Audio engineering and sound design by Taylor Gonzalez. The Good Cop featured Bob Ernst, Marissa Ellison, Andre Amaradico, Valina Brown, Lisa Hori Garcia, Michael Jean Sullivan, Elizabeth Carter, Milo Carter-Daniels, Marinette Martinez, and starred Brian Rivera as Primo. And until next time, this is Michael J. Asbury, your host, The Gravekeeper. <laughs> A public service presentation. Yes? He's here, Principal Johnson. Thank you, Miss Larkin. Well, Jimmy, I hear you've become quite a handful in class. Your grades are going down, fighting with the other boys. Golly, I'm sorry, Mr. Johnson. And I hear you even quit the baseball team. Now, how are the Bobcats supposed to win the city championship without our star shortstop? Ah, gee, Mr. Johnson. You've always been a good student, Jimmy. What's going on? Well, it's... Ah, oh, nothing. Hey, now, I thought we were buddies. We are. And buddies tell each other everything, right? I, I guess so. Well? Well. What is it, Jimmy? It's... What? Capitalism. Capitalism? And I don't even know what it is, but it sure makes Pop mad. When the factory closed, I figured we'd have plenty of time together, but now he's too mad to even play ball with me anymore. The factory closed down? The boss moved it to some other country. Now Pop's cranky all the time. Him and Mom fight... And Pop says it's all because of capitalism. And that's why you've been acting up in school? I'm sorry, Mr. Johnson. Guess I'm just feeling sore. Capitalism will do that. Gee, Mr. Johnson, what is capitalism anyway? Well, it's the economic system we live in. Golly, I thought we lived in a democracy. <laughs> oh, that's what a lot of people think, Jimmy. What does capitalism mean, Mr. Johnson? What does it have to do with Pop? Well, Jimmy, let's say this stapler is your father's factory. Awful small factory. It's a metaphor, Jimmy. Oh, how would you like to work in it? With Pop, you bet. And I'll be Mr. Capitalist, who owns it. Pop's boss? Oh, your dad's boss doesn't own the factory, Jimmy. Mr. Capitalist and his friends own it. Heck, Mr. Capitalist doesn't even know your dad. Oh. Now, Jimmy, 
I will pay you one cookie for every five staples you make. Gee, what do I do? All you have to do is this. Wow. One, two, three, four, five. Cookie. Thanks, Mr. Johnson. One, two, three, four, five. Cookie. One, two, three, four, five. Gosh, my fingers are getting awful sore. Cookie. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Payday, Mr. Johnson. Hey, where are you taking the factory? Well, Jimmy, I just found a country where people are so poor, they will make ten staples for half a cookie. Half a cookie? So I guess that's your last cookie. Wait, wait, wait. I'll do it for half a cookie. Okay, here you go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Here's your half cookie. My fingers are aching something awful. Back to work. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hey, why are you taking the stapler now? I did what you said. I made more staples for half a cookie. Well, I found another country with people so poor, they'll make twice as many staples as you for just a piece of a cookie. But that's too much work for just a piece of cookie. That's what you think. But Mr. Johnson, what about me and my dad? What about you? Where are we supposed to work? That's your problem. Say, who gets all the cookies that you're not paying the people making your staples now? I do. But why? They're my cookies. Where did you get them? I sell staples. But we made the staples and you get the cookies. I can't hear you. I'm overseas. My fingers still hurt and hey, you never pay me for the last 10 staples. Sue me. Gee, this isn't very fair. I made all the staples, but you get all the cookies. And what are you going to do about it? I'll, I'll, I'll tell the president. He'll stop you from moving the factory. My dad voted for him. The president won't let you move my job away. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. The president is a bigger capitalist than I am. I mean, why do you think he keeps cutting my taxes and giving me bailouts? So you can have all the cookies? Bingo. Wow, no wonder dad's been cranky, because if there are any extra cookies, the people who work for them should decide who gets to eat them. Now, Jimmy, that would be socialism. Gee, not another ism. What's this one mean? It's when the folks in the factory get to run things. What happens to all the cookies Mr. Capitalist got? The work Workers get to share them. Gee! And they can decide what to spend the extra cookies on. Schools, roads, libraries, even playgrounds. You can buy a playground with cookies? It's another metaphor, Jimmy. The point is, the people buy whatever the people need. So in capitalism, the harder my pop and his pals work, the more cookies you get. But in socialism, the harder they work, the more cookies everybody gets. Theoretically. Hey, can Pop still get rich in socialism? Of course he can, Jimmy. But only with his own hard work, not somebody else's. Gosh, that sounds swell. Why don't we get socialism here, Mr. Johnson? Well, it's not that easy, Jimmy. Mr. Capitalist doesn't want to give any real economic power to the people. Power to the people? So he'll do anything to keep power for himself. But if everybody heard about socialism on TV... Read about it in the newspaper. Not much chance of that, Jimmy. The capitalists own almost all the TV and radio stations, almost all the newspapers. So all we get are lies about how great things are. But really, they're only great for Mr. Capitalist and his friends. Gee whiz. Gee whiz indeed. So the capitalists get to keep all the power and all the cookies. Darn. Oh, well, I guess we're stuck with capitalism, Mr. Johnson. You might be right, little fella. Aw, oh, gee. But maybe, just maybe, if enough boys and girls got together, they could throw off the yoke of our capitalist overlords and establish a democratic worker state. Where everyone has enough cookies. It's still a metaphor, Jimmy. But yes, feel better now? You bet. I'm going to go out right now and tell Mom, Pop, and all my friends all about socialism. Thanks, Mr. Johnson. You're welcome, Jimmy. And Mr. Johnson? Yes, Jimmy. Power to the people. That's right, Jimmy. Power to the people. Little Jimmy's Dilemma starred Valina Brown, Michael Jean Sullivan, and Ellen Callis as Little Jimmy.
The Mime Troupe is a worker-run, multi-ethnic, multi-generational collective of activist artists committed to overthrowing capitalism one musical comedy at a time. And one of these days, we will get it right. Each summer, we tour our shows at a price every member of the working class can afford. Free. But with theaters and parks closed, protesters in the streets, tear gas in the air, and what could be America's last election looming on the horizon, the Mime Troop needed to make sure our message of art, activism, and revolution was part of the resistance. And nothing says revolutionary fervor like radio plays. And for those wondering how a radical theater can survive these capitalist times, it's because of you. The Mime Troop doesn't take corporate sponsorship. You'll never see the AT&T or Comcast Mime Troop. How could we show the hypocrisies of capitalism if we were in bed with the capitalists? So instead, we are in bed with you, our fellow workers. Let's snuggle. And after that, you can support the troop by visiting our website, sfmt.org. Thank you to the San Francisco Arts Commission, SF Grants for the Arts, California Arts Council, USPPP, the Flyshacker Foundation, the Bernard Osher Foundation, the Zellerbach Family Foundation, the Don Stevens and Nicole Bellotti Laugh and Love Fund, this public radio station, and listeners like you. We'll be here in two weeks for more Tales of the Resistance.